Hey everyone, Gil Gross here, and it is time for a preview of Novak Djokovic versus Matteo Berrettini in the 2021 Wimbledon Gentlemen's Singles Final. Djokovic in his 30th Grand Slam Final, Matteo Berrettini in his first. If it is the Serb who comes through, it would be his 20th to equal Federer Nadal, and it would be also his 6th Wimbledon title. Let's set the stage in terms of how these two players got here real quick. I'm not going to go each round, uh, but Novak Djokovic has not dropped a set since playing Jack Draper, the British lefty, in the first round. Uh, and in his last two matches against Martin Fucevic and Denis Shapovalov, he has won in straight sets despite not having his very best. And after the Shapovalov match, in which he saved 10 of 11 break points and came through in every single pressure moment, despite the Canadian playing big, bold, and for most of the for, for the most part, fantastic tennis for the majority of the match. Djokovic came through every big moment. After the match, Novak said he's been having or he was having trouble with his stomach, which included dizziness, which affected his entire game, but particularly his return, which he called his worst shot. It was a classic performance when it comes to Djokovic's toughness, his clutchness, and his resourcefulness, but we really didn't see his best tennis. Matteo Berrettini comes into this match 11-0 on grass in 2021, having won Queens and really ripping through most of this draw. His first difficult test was against Felix Auger-Aliassime, and I was not impressed with his level in that match. He was able to win a tight third set in which he had to withstand the majority of the pressure and ended up winning that uh, third set 7-5 and then did cruise to uh, uh, in the fourth set to his credit. Against Hubert Hercoc, totally different story. Absolute masterclass by the Italian whose serve was absolutely unreturnable and he won in four sets, but he was really the better player in all four sets and it actually felt like the pole kind of stole that third set from Berrettini. Impressive that he was able to regroup very, very quickly and just kind of go back to, uh, to the drawing board. That's a match that I think the reason... I, I predicted it incorrectly is because I greatly overestimated Hercotch's ability to return Berrettini's first serve. And I was also a little bit, uh, I put too much stock and too much weight into Berrettini's level against FAA without taking into account the fact uh, or, or the possibility that he could look much better in in his next match against Hercoc, and, and that is exactly what Matteo Berrettini did. It's a 2-0 head-to-head between Djokovic and Berrettini. Their first meeting um, was back in 2019 ATP Finals. I'm not going to talk about that much. It was, a, uh, it was a long time ago. But we do have a very recent meeting at the 2021 Roland Garros in the quarterfinal, best of five. And that is a match that I certainly have gone back and and uh, rehashed in my mind to try to think about what might happen and what might be the keys in this Wimbledon 2021 final. So let's get into it, guys. Here is the preview. How will these guys handle the moment is really how I want to start. Uh, we see it play such a big role in so many of these finals. We saw it in the, in the women's match with Karolina Plish, uh, Plishkova really stilted by her nerves at the beginning of that final. And then Barty trying to close it out in the second set, affected by her nerves. So oftentimes these guys are human and they're playing in the biggest matches of their lot of their lives. And that actually includes Djokovic in this case, because this is such a historic match for him. Um, so how you handle the pressure in, in these moments is going to be very, very key. So 
I think you have to acknowledge that this historically has been a terrible spot for players in Matteo Berrettini's shoes. And the question is, will he be different? And I say it's been a terrible spot because the last time a, a young player has come into their first major final and defeated a member of the big three was probably back in 2009, Juan Martin Del Potro in the U.S. Open, 20 years of age, taking out Roger Federer in that final. But other than that, you really can't think of a lot of examples. Vavrinka was a veteran, uh, a, re a real veteran on the tour by the time he won his major finals. Uh, Marin Cilic didn't have to go through a member of the big three in the final. He just had to beat Kane Ishikori. Uh, so I believe it's, uh, and then obviously Dominic Team in 2020, same thing. He had to beat Alexander Zverev, not a member of the big three. Players in Matteo Berrettini's shoes have fared awfully. And I think that is just worth acknowledging, um, just, just the historical weight of trying to, especially if you get a lead, and now the roles are reversed. Uh, if Berrettini suddenly becomes the favorite in this match, there will be major questions about how he will handle that. I want to say uh, Berrettini maybe could be different from everyone else mentally. And then the skills are a different story, which I'll get into. But mentally, I've really loved what I've seen from Berrettini throughout his entire career. I think he's a fiery competitor who goes after his shots at all costs, no matter the situation. And I also think he's extremely composed and, and really does not, does not lose himself mentally very often. What about Djokovic? I did mention, yes, this is his... Um, this is his 30th Grand Slam final. He has won his last five Wimbledon finals. Wait, is that correct? So, yeah, because he has six. No, no, that's not correct. He's won his last four uh, because he has five Wimbledon titles. He lost the 2013 final. He's won all of them after that. So uh, Djokovic has won four straight Wimbledon finals. Uh, but, again... There is a lot on the line here. Number 20 is on the line here. The Golden Slam is on the line here for Novak. And the same question can be asked. Will this be different? Will this occasion be different? Because Novak Djokovic hasn't succumbed to the pressure since winning Wimbledon 2018 in any match in my memory. In every single tight match, especially in these major finals, from 2018 Wimbledon, the final wasn't tight there. The semifinal was. Um, Wimbledon 2019, Australian Open 2020 against team, all of these close major finals, it has been Novak coming through. Uh, so again, how will these guys handle the moment? I think most of the history points to Djokovic over Berrettini, but there are, there is a world in which it can be the other way, just a little bit less likely. In terms of the tactics, I'd like to start with the Berrettini first serve against the Novak Djokovic return. Again, first serve. I believe the second serve, different animal. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Let's focus on the first serve first. I just think it's completely different. The reality is Matteo Berrettini, who has ripped through this grass court season in impressive fashion at, with an 11-0 record. Uh, nobody has been able to return his first serve on a consistent basis through 11 matches. Now, I don't want to take any credit away from Matteo. At all. Um, because you can only play the player in front of you. But the average rank of his opponent in those 11 matches is 62. And the highest ranked player that he has faced is Hubert Hercoc, number 18 in the world. 
So the level of returning that Berrettini will need will, will be seeing will be unmatched by anyone he's seen in his last 11 matches. If you go back to 12 matches ago, well, he faced Novak Djokovic on clay, which is a factor. Um, but here's what happened. Novak did get his returns in play. Aces were 11 to 10 in favor of Berrettini. At Wimbledon, Matteo is averaging about one ace per service game. So he he should he needs to get much more than 11, and he will on a grass court for sure. But how much more would be the question. So Djokovic got the returns back. And what ends up happening is in shots 0 through 4, so really in Berrettini's first two shots after Djokovic getting the return back, Berrettini hit 36 winners and 19 unforced errors. What did Djokovic do when Berrettini got his return back? Novak made 26 winners less, but 7 unforced errors. You see a better ratio there. And all in all, Djokovic against a massive server like Berrettini was able to get enough returns back to actually win the 0 through 4 points, 0, zero through 4 shot points, 94 to 79 in their Roland Garros meeting. That is a reflection of the fact that after the serve, Novak is better than Matteo. In order for Berrettini to win the short points, he needs to win it with the serve. Once you get past the serve, Novak is just as good or better. Now, Berrettini is more than a serve bot. He, he is not a serve bot. He is much better than that. He makes his returns in play. And then he does the best with his movement behind that return. He is not an aggressive returner. That is not his strength. He will not really take control of the point off of his return, but he will get them back in play. So in order for that, in order for Berrettini to have success, he needs to be winning points with his serve outright to kind of shift the uh, to shift the math in favor of him because he will be getting some of Novak's uh, serves in play himself. Um, that is the most interesting battle. Djokovic's return against Berrettini's first serve. And how many will Novak put in play? And also, obviously, can he do so with interest? But the way Djokovic returns, I'm pretty sure... You know, if if he's gonna get him in the court, they're gonna be they're gonna be of decent quality. That's just my opinion. Uh God, that's gonna be a fascinating dynamic. Just fascinating. What about the second serve? Because the second serve was a bigger problem for Berrettini at Roland Garros. The problem for, for Berrettini at Roland Garros is he wasn't winning enough free points on his first serve, but he was still getting plenty of serve plus one, and it just wasn't a big problem for him. Second serve was a different story. That was domination. Uh, by Novak in that match. Uh, Berrettini won 42% of his own second serve points. The second serve returning by Djokovic was superlative. And the key here is that is the return where Djokovic can actually get it to Matteo's backhand and force Berrettini to hit a first shot backhand. At least in that match, he was able to. That's a huge key. On the first serve, I don't even know if Novak can really do that on a consistent basis to get it to to get Berrettini to hit a first shot backhand. But on the second serve, it enables him to actually do that. And then if Djokovic just completes that task, first ball backhand, now he has an advantage every single time, really. Because uh, now it's generally, if you get it to the backhand, it's generally a neutral baseline rally from there. So Djokovic is bound to be aggressive on his second serve return. And let's see if Berrettini can make certain adjustments there um, 
with his second serve, but I'm not really focused on that. I'm actually more focused on what Mateo will do on his second serve return himself because 42% is bad, but guess what Djokovic won on his second serve in that match? 65%. 65 on clay. Mateo needs to do much better than that. And the reason Djokovic was so good was he was just kicking it up high to, to Berrettini's backhand. And Mateo isn't so strong up there. If you get it over his shoulders, and he's a very tall guy, obviously, but if you can kick it up above his shoulders, Mateo's not strong. He, he's, he doesn't get much juice on that backhand. And then Djokovic can, can attack from there. How bouncy are these grass courts now? They get a little bit bouncier. The court gets uh, harder as the tournament goes on. And I think Hercotch was getting a lot of kick on his second serve. And that is where I would nitpick Ber Berrettini's performance against Hercotch. It was a near, a near flawless performance against the pole. But one thing he didn't do great was I don't think he hit the backhand second serve return very well. I think he missed too many of them and didn't do much with it even when he made it. I don't mind an aggressive miss. I just don't want a passive miss if you're Matteo Berrettini. So this is a weakness in, in Matteo's game. And he never really steps around and hits forehands. So I think he needs a plan. I think he needs to change things up. Uh, because Djokovic will be hitting kick serves to the Berrettini backhand. In that match on at Roland Garros, Berrettini never adjusted his return position. So every time it got up high, he didn't move forward to try to take it on the rise a little bit earlier so it was more in his strike zone. He didn't move back. That probably wouldn't be a good plan either, but he could have tried it. Uh, so the question is, what does he have here on grass? Is it going to be adjusting the return position? Maybe, but I almost don't think that's going to be enough. I think he should slice it. I think he should slice it cross-court and look for a forehand on the next ball. Uh, that's my two cents. But will he have an answer? Because his backhand return off of the second is just not great from what I've seen. Maybe he can improve it in this match, but that's going to be a problem. Because you can't get dominated 65% to 42% on second serves, or you're going to lose the match. Berrettini needs to change that, um, and, and that's going to be a really big key. Um, let's talk about the uh, the Berrettini backhand, and can Djokovic attack that backhand in the rallies? That's just a predictable pattern. It's kind of everyone tries to do that against Berrettini, uh, and once you get into the rallies, that's where you can try to do it. Bar and clay versus grass is a big difference. There's one positive thing for Berrettini when it comes to playing on clay, which is that there's more time for him to run around and hit forehands, where on grass, the ball comes a little bit faster. So there's less time for him to use that footwork and hit forehands. And instead, you got to just accept the backhand and hit it. Here's the positive for grass when it comes to Berrettini. He's got that slice, and the slice is much more effective on grass. On a clay court, the backhand slice will, when it hits the court, will lose a lot of its speed and it will bounce up a little bit higher. On a grass court, it will lose less speed, it will continue to go fast, and it will not bounce up as high. And the result of that is Berrettini's opponents have a much more difficult time, would have a much more difficult time on a grass court to run around and hit their forehands off of Berrettini's cross-court slice. This was a key in Berrettini's win against Hercotch. 
His slice was unbelievably effective because Hercotch was trying to make forehands out of it, and it was very uncomfortable for him. I don't think Djokovic will really be looking to do that. I think he wants to stay in position, and I think he'll just hit backhands. Um, the key is I have been extremely impressed with Djokovic's slice, and there's a lot of pressure on that shot because Djokovic has the same issue if Berrettini hits a great slice, Djokovic needs to hit a great slice back to try to get it to Berrettini's backhand. Uh, but the difference would be, I would say, there's a big difference between hitting a backhand slice, a low backhand slice below the level of the net, and hitting a more aggressive slice above the level of the net. There's going to be a difference there. Off of the Berrettini slice... Djokovic slicing back, that's going to be a low backhand slice where Novak has to hit up on it. And it's very difficult to get Berrettini to, to try to get it to, to his backhand. It's just going to be a matter of how well does Djokovic control it. Does he put it right in the corner? Does he mix up his locations and go down the line with his backhand slice to give Matteo Berrettini a low running forehand? I think he can try to do those things. But ultimately, I think Matteo will have mixed results trying to defend his backhand with the slice. I think sometimes it'll work, and sometimes it won't. It's a good play against Djokovic. It works, but I've just been so... I just think Djokovic is hitting his slice so well in the last two matches against Fuchovic and Shapovalov. It's been a real key for him. But the X factor here, I think, that, that can really almost tilt the ability for Berrettini to protect, to protect his backhand in favor of Djokovic is Novak's net play. Novak's net play has been superb. And I think that he will do everything he can to just approach the backhand um, as much as he can. Again, that's something that will be even more effective on grass as it's more difficult for Berrettini to come up with a passing shot if the ball is going to be bouncing low and fast. Uh, it's just harder to defend that against that approach shot. Djokovic hits great, precise approach shots, and look for for Djokovic to do um, to do a lot of approaching to Berrettini's backhand. So ultimately, here's what I think. I've communicated a couple of dynamics here, and I think the first thing is that Berrettini's first serve will be more bothersome for Djokovic on grass than it was clay. And as a result, I think I think Djokovic's return for a lot of the match, the first serve return, I think Berrettini's first serve will be able to stand up to it and actually have success uh, and generate a lot of free points for Mateo. The second serve battle, I still think Djokovic will have a handle on that. Clay to grass, I don't think it matters. I think I think Novak will have a good edge in that. And then in terms of Berrettini's ability to protect his backhand in rallies, Ultimately, I think that's still going to be a problem for him against Djokovic. And I still think when Djokovic drags Berrettini into the rallies, I'd still like Novak here to, to win a, a large majority of those points. Um, ultimately, in terms of the moment, again, I lean Djokovic. And I think Novak will win in four sets. That is my pick. Let me know what your pick is by commenting down below. Remember, I'm available on all po podcast platforms. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Gil underscore Gross. The plan for coverage for this final is um, is a little bit up in the air. I got to see what I can do. Uh, whatever I do, it will be out of a hotel room um, because I will be on the road. And uh, I, I don't know, again, it might be 
more like a post-match video and less like a traditional Monday match analysis. But of course, uh, I will have my thoughts on the match. Enjoy the final, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this. Don't forget to subscribe. I'll see you next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.